<laughs> Something cool happened with Rio earlier. Welcome to the Water Podcast, where conversation flows, illusions crash. Yep, there he is. I got my son with me. Earlier today, we were at Kakua for the first time, the Self-Determination Center, our gym. First time he got to see this. Man, I try to... I try to bottle my enthusiasm around him with uh, his excitement for fighting, but man, might be looking at heavyweight world champ one day here. I don't know. He's taller than average right now. I always thought to myself too, you know, there's going to be a heavyweight in MMA and probably Muay Thai too, even though kickboxing, I guess, not Muay Thai, but it's going to be a heavyweight that eventually where am I why am I going on this ah fuck it conversation flows illusions crash that's what I just told you right there's going to be a heavyweight one day though who's going to be like 210 there will be another Fedor okay that's what I'm getting at everybody always looked at Fedor and they're like this dude should drop to 205 it's going to be another heavyweight who's not around 265 I mean think about Mike Tyson 224 225 at like you know 220 right at his best right Look at these old guys of the past, Joe Lewis, Marciano, even Ali. They weren't big dudes, you know. And granted, I get it. Today, the Giants have all come out and they're fighting. But there will be somebody. I don't know why I went on that aside. Oh, because I may be looking at the world champ, right? That's why. The champ is here. You know, we were at the gym and he loved it. You know, he... And I have this feeling, too, that there will be, we all have these things Robert Green calls primal inclinations, right? He has this, uh, you know, there's this idea that all of us have something that we gravitate towards. We're some type of word, some type of endeavor, something, and it will happen at an early age. The thing is, society, our parents, friends, family, they tell us, you're this, and you're supposed to do this, and you should do this. And then there we go about for our whole lives going, well, I really want to do this, but oh my God, what will I do if I don't do this and take care of this and that and blah, blah, blah. So we go against ourselves. So, and I'll tell you another story real quick too. Jane Goodall, right? Jane Goodall, six, four, five years old. She had brought, you know, Jane Goodall, the old white woman that, that goes and lives with the chimpanzees, right? When she was a child, she brought earthworms into her bedroom. And she had, you know, she's got dirt and earthworms and it's all dirty, right? In her bed. It's nighttime. Her mom sees it. And rather than scolding the baby, which probably most of us would, right? What are you doing? Oh, my God. Why did you, blah, right? Making her feel a certain way about it. She said to her kindly... And just redirecting, she said, hey, you know, Jane, those worms, they need to go to bed like you're in bed. They can't sleep here. They need to be with their family in their home. So can we take them back outside? Didn't crush her ego. Didn't shame her. No trauma. Here's something I was listening to earlier. I was listening to this guy. Think of, you know, and this was a, a brilliant way to, to, to think about trauma, but he said it was just a break in trust. He said trauma, oh, any of these things that we have this break in trust, you know, like uh, 
these pranks that we play on on each other right you know okay so you're pulling up with the car and okay now you're driving away you know as they're trying to get in the car you know these little things right and granted you might think well okay that's just a little prank like how can that be traumatic trauma happens at all different levels and we don't really know what it is that's going to stick with somebody and what might actually hurt somebody i think this is why like the buddhists they have 10 um you know, uh, shit. They do have the ten non-virtuous acts, I believe. But one of the ways that they they don't talk is they don't talk divisively, and they don't just talk idly. And these kind of things, I think, can lead to breaking people's trust. Can lead to incidents of trauma. You know. I'll tell you one more story. Think about trauma real quick too. I mean, this little girl. She wanted to um, beautify, like, the bathroom. That's what she said. She brought markers. She's in the bathroom, and she was drawing, she was drawing on the wall. And the mom came in, and she's like, oh, look, I wanted to make the house. Or it might have been a boy, too. I don't remember. She's like, I want to make the, the, the bathroom nice. I want to make it happy. I want to make it a happy place, like a nicer place. Mom was not having it, pissed off, upset. Oh my God, why did you do that? Who's happy? Do I look happy? Nobody's happy here. But mom, I just wanted to make you happy. And the baby's crying. His mom's filming it. To adults, we understand, right? That baby doesn't get it. And that might be some shit he'll have to go <laughs> talk to a fucking therapist with about. But it'll be good for the therapist, though, because the therapist can go, oh, well, let's just pull up your mom's social media account. Oh, wow, look at all these things that they had posted, you know. Look at all these embarrassing things they posted about you when you were two, when you were four, when you were eight. Did you have – did they have your consent? No. Did you want them to post those things? Oh, how did they make you feel? You felt embarrassed. You didn't feel like you had control over your own life, over your own body, over your own choices, over who saw you. And you also realized that what they wanted to do for their endeavors was more important than what you want to do for your endeavors. Because here it is. They're putting themselves on social media and they post you on social media. But now you're asking at six years old that you want social media and you can't have it. You're asking at seven and you can't have it. You're asking at 10 and you can't have it. But yet you've been posted on your parents the whole time. Do you see how fucking crazy I think this shit is? <laughs> um, okay, so what I wanted to get into, this is going to be short. We're going, we're going for it here. What I wanted to get into was talk about what happened with Rio at Kakua. Um we saw uncle over there and there was cousin and as we were leaving I thought this was really interesting now this is just anecdotal and this is just my experience and 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 I've spoken about this with with some of my other brothers though and we have this feeling that this is what's happening and I just wanted to share it you know you take it as you will just think about these things when you're with your own baby if you have a baby or with any babies and you know but we were about to leave, and I had Rio with me. And with Uncle, we're both parents. And we speak parentese to our kids, right? So we don't do goo goo gaga, we don't do things that aren't words and use non language because they're trying to figure out what it is we're speaking. So I don't want them to, to have the wrong way. To use language by giving them words that aren't real, no. 
So we speak with real words, but the thing that you do is you use parentese. That's what I've heard it called, where you talk with emotion and you go, hey, what's going on? What are you looking at? And you need to move your face so that they see that face and they understand this emotion and that they understand they're being spoken to, right? And this is a quick aside too. Right now, if you heard him, he's doing a little, but he's just kind of frustrated. He doesn't need me. He's playing with a toy and he's kind of figuring things out. It's funny too. They have like these different cries, right? You got to kind of figure it out. You know, you can't just jump in at every fucking, because like, you know, he might be figuring something out. And you got to remember, sometimes the best things in life come after we're frustrated, and we had to fucking, you know, rack our mind and figure things out. So sometimes, you know, even with your baby, you know, you know, he'll he'll let you know when when he when he needs you. So to go back with Uncle here, okay, we we were uh, we're about to leave. I want to just get to this story here. We're about to leave, and uh, he's saying, you know, so he's. I look at Uncle and I go, hey, he go, he goes, fist bump. He goes, hey, good seeing you, little man. You be good at home. Don't give, you know, he he's talking with Rio, and we give fist bump and we go fist bump and I fist bump him. He fist bumps me, and now he goes, hey, fist bump Rio and Rio's looking, and Rio reaches out with his hands and he touches it and he's excited. Yeah, yeah, you were, huh, buddy? So then, what we did was with then we had cousin. And there's and here's the thing. Here's a couple things I want to say with that. So here we had cousin, and erroneously called cousin uncle. What's that matter, right? Who cares, right? He doesn't know, or does he? See, that's the thing that I want to just point to is that maybe they know way more than we think they do, and it's just they're having a, a hard time using the body. Especially if you think that the soul is something immutable, something that's lasted forever. Well, the body's new, right? So if there's a soul in him that's been passed on generation to, you know, for eons, right, that thing is forever, right? And that thing is just now having to get used to, again, what it means to be in flesh and to be in a body and to use a brain and all these things, right? Okay, so we were at Cousin, fist bump. Cousin doesn't speak with the same parentese. He's a young man. He's kind of too cool for that. You know, he's more monotone, not so much emotion, <laughs> right? So he and me, and then I, so I go, okay, and, you know, give fist bump to uncle, and, you know, and, and, and he's looking, and he kind of, huh, and, and the fist is out there, and, and, and actually, I didn't say it like that. My bad. I didn't say it like that. I was just like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, and, and a cousin didn't, didn't say it either, but then Rio made a noise. And he's turning his head and he's like, and he's, and he's kind of waving his arms. And then my and uncle kind of goes, hey, did you notice that? He said no to you. Did you notice? He said no. And I didn't, I didn't because I wasn't listening for the words because I wasn't being aware. Because here it was, I wasn't taking in every moment as a new. I was instead looking through the world with adult eyes. And with adult eyes, we sometimes are looking for things that we think we should see rather than seeing what's actually right in front of us. So, uncle goes, he said no. And he's actually going to, that's not my uncle, that's cousin. 
And as Uncle saying this to me, Rio is now looking at him, and he stopped crying and he's laughing. He's kind of, you know, or he not he wasn't crying, but he kind of he kind of was going no, and he, or you know, he he started making noise, right? I didn't know it was no. Uncle heard no. I didn't hear it. But I wasn't I wasn't paying attention really either, right? And that this is the whole reason why I want to bring this story just to. Be present when you're with your kids. Know, too, that the miraculous things are happening from day one. And day two, he's going to be different from day one. And you and your intention is extremely important. For instance, if I just put my fist in front of Rio, there is no, like, so for instance, when we did this second go around with cousin, and I said, okay, I said, okay, sorry, Rio, this is cousin, say bye to cousin, come on, we're going to fist bump. And me and cousin fist bumped, and cousin had a little more uh, oomph in his in his voice too. Rio sees the fist. Rio reaches out and touches it, and he's smiling. You might think, what the fuck? Whatever. If we just put a fist out, he's gonna grab it. No, he's not gonna just grab it. That's the point, right? Like if you just I put a fist out in front of his head, like he, it doesn't mean anything to him. If I'm telling him, if he sees me and his mom high fiving. And now I'm putting my hand in front of him. He's trying to do it. He's noticing. Here's the thing. He's going to learn that which has meaning to him emotionally. Those things that are emotionally charged for him, right? That's what he's going to learn, okay? So you take that as take that. You run with it, okay? You run with it. You take that and you do what you will, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping it short. I thought that was a real cool story. Keep your eyes open when you're with your children. They are trying to communicate with us. It doesn't, I know one day, literally it happens that they'll kind of be talking more consistently, but the day that they learn to talk isn't that day. They're literally learning every single second, and it starts in the womb. Okay, so literally, so speaking to them from that day forward, as much as you can, use words, get into a book, try to get them exposed to as much vocabulary as you can. If you know another language or if you know how to read in another language, do that as much as you can too. Expose their minds to as much as you can. It's eating up everything. It's soaking it up. Do not shortchange these children right right real he's like don't shortchange us don't shortchange generation alpha here we get to start over it's a new beginning it's a new day people be loved be loved